Hello and welcome to the Rogue Chronicles. This week we are talking about one of the biggest legends and icons in all of pop culture, not just villainy, but yeah, pop culture itself. It's the Count, Count Dracula. And with me, as always, talk about this epic villain is the Rogue Opinions Jabroni of the Year. It's Mr. Liam Hall. Carl, my boys, my boys, my boys. I am so happy to be here. Um, yeah, I'm just hot off, um, off of winning my awards. Um, I hope to kind of keep the streak going and I'm going to be a dick for the whole podcast. So, um Nothing new, really. But I, I'm excited to get into um, talking about about Big Drac. Um, he's um, he, he's an old friend of Carl's, I know, from your high school. Um, so yeah, yeah I, I, I'm intrigued to. I'm I'm really excited to hear some childhood stories from you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, me, me and the count go way back. Even, mm. You know, even before his uh, Sesame Street days. So you know. <laughs> Oh yes, remember back when all you would do would be to count numbers. Oh, those are the days. Yeah, so uh, we are ready to get cracking. So what? What were your What are your first impressions of Dracula when you think of Dracula? What What comes to mind for you? See, the weird thing is, I I don't I don't think I actually saw any of the films when I was younger. Um, I, it would just always kind of be associated with vampires and I, I always had a very weird fascination with vampire which I think I think actually explains a lot of um, my attraction to blood but um, yeah it, it was always something that kind of intrigued me and something that very creeped me out and there's, there's something very he's one of the very first kind of you know ideas of the uncanny valley you know he, he looks human and he feels very human and you know he's almost like he could be one of us but he's he's not quite but um yeah, I think my first actual um, exposure to him in terms of on film or through TV was actually um, the Hammer Horror films, which I'm sure we'll kind of get onto a little bit later. But yeah, that was when I was like 17 or 18. And my God, um, yeah, it's, I'm almost surprised it took so long. What about you? Yeah, um, I'd say Hammer Horror, probably not watching an actual feature film, but, you know, seeing clips from um you know various programs that uh do like you know talk about films and show clips and and whatnot and yeah christopher lee would be my sort of uh, first encounter of dracula and um and vampires Mm. It, it was kind of a role that kind of launched his career really wasn't it and i mean when you think about it he's had a hell of a career yeah, he has, and you know, for a long time, you know, Dracula was sort of Christopher Lee, or Christopher Lee was Dracula. You know, the they were sort of two of the same. You know, for a young, for a young Carl back in the day. Mm. Back, back in the back in the sixteen hundreds. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I mean, the, the history of Dracula on film is very fascinating to me. I mean, there's been so many, but I mean, one of the first kind of prominent ones was. Um, Nosferatu, um, the vampire, which is kind of a bit of um, an unauthorized version of the film, but it's kind of one of the most iconic versions, quite ironically, of the character. Um, yeah, probably because of um, the the look, because um, mm. they went for a more sort of 
creepy and human sort of look, didn't they, for him? Not the not the more well known, suave, sort of good looking. Suave. Yeah, he's kind of a bit more like um, it's kind of what you expect, like um, you know, um, Barack Obama to look like when he's in his lizard form. It's kind of that kind of creature, you know. Um, yeah, let's not go down that way. <laughs> but yeah, well, I, I mean, so it's the, the, that iconic image, isn't it, of the uh, sort of silhouette of um, Nostratu, with the you know the sort of claw-like hands and. Mm. And whatnot. It's it's quite a scary it's quite a scary image, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, it's it's pretty terrifying. It, it, it kind of reminds me, um, you know, I mean that's kind of one of the sights that I see every night when you whenever you come into my room. Um, so it's something I'm kind of used to, but I'm sure at the time it was it was quite quite terrifying for a lot of audiences. But yeah. um, no, ironically, that that's what really launched Dracula into. Uh, popular culture in the mainstream because until then the book wasn't a, a massive success um really i mean it did okay mm. but it wasn't it wasn't a huge huge success i mean the book published in 1897 um it got good reviews by critics at the time but it it was wasn't the sort of um monster hit you perhaps expect it would have been when you consider how popular uh, Dracula is nowadays. Yeah, I, I, I think we, we both of us have read the books, haven't we? I think. Yeah, um, um, I mean, Bram Stoker, when he was alive, made no money off, uh, or very little money really? off the mm. novelization. Yeah, I did not know that, but um, yeah, I, I mean, it's not um, it's not very riveting books. The, the description is very. Um, it, it it is quite chilling, but um, there's a lot of it which is kind of, you know, it's quite it's quite slow and plodding, and the ending is a bit weird as well. Yeah, I always felt the um, the ending was a bit anticlimactic, and it's also uh, different in a way to um, most novels, as it's it's written through letters and diary entries and mm. newspaper articles and such like, rather than from a a narrator's or character's point of view. And that makes it a little bit different as well. It reminds me a bit of how um, um, Sherlock Holmes' books were kind of written, because a lot of that was written like Dr. Um, Watson's kind of letters, you know, to himself and, you know, to, to the newspaper, basically. Um, but yeah, it, it was very, um, it was a very strange book. But I mean, obviously, it, it had a huge influence. And um, I guess it's probably, I didn't know vampires were a thing before, um, this book, but it, it possibly might be. I imagine they've got some sort of basis in certain countries' folklore and mythology. Mm. Um, but yes, certainly, certainly that book um, really sort of threw them in, threw vampires into the status they are now, sort of mainstream popular culture icon. Yes, yeah, so I, I actually I think I actually told told you um who um I, I told I told you some of the inspirations for um Dracula, didn't I? I believe. Yeah, you told me one of them, uh, a, a lady like a countess or something. If you want to elaborate on that a little bit more. Yes, yeah, so it, yeah, it's a very strange story. It's about um well, it's, it's a real life figure called um, Elizabeth Bathory, who 
who was kind of one of the most prolific murderers of all time. But you, you wouldn't know it because you haven't really, you know, you've, you've heard kind of the tales of, you know, people bathing in virgin's blood and stuff. But you, 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 you've never really heard her name, which I always found very fascinating, particularly when it kind of inspired such an iconic character. Um, but yeah, obviously that and then um, uh, Vlad the Impaler. Um, he, was, he wasn't a very nice man. Um, I, I think that's fair to say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I must stress that there's no, there's not a massive amount of evidence, or, mm. or little to no evidence that the character is based on either of these two uh, real life people. But it is, um, I think, speculation, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite well speculated. It is, um, and uh, actually, Vadim Paler's full name, uh, I'm going to butcher it because it's um, obviously Transylvania. But it was um, Vlad Third Dracula Valkyrie or something. I mean, I have no idea how to pronounce that last name, I'm afraid. <laughs> so I have to apologise profusely for that. But yeah, actually, what I didn't know until I started researching this was Dracula was actually part of Vladimir Paler's name. Mm. Um, and it actually meant uh, dragon back in those days. Oh, I, I actually never knew that. That's, 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 that's quite fascinating. Yeah, it's from some old, some old order, Order of the Dragon or something it, it, it comes from. And of course, he got his nickname because he impaled a lot of his victims. Yeah. I, I, I think part of the reason why kind of these people, are, I think, are rumoured to be inspired, you know, obviously because of um, Bad being paid his name, he sounds very similar to Dracula, but I think also because they're quite, you know, Eastern European and there is that kind of, you know, haemophilia and, um, you know, cannibalism element to them. Yeah, um, well, is a bit of a sort of a folk legend um, in Romania because he um, rose up and fought against the Ottoman Turks back in the uh, 15th century. So uh, he is quite well known and revered mm. because of that. Um, and he's also ex- extremely, extremely um, cruel as well. Mm. Um, but he, I mean, also the photos of him, he's, he's, he's absolutely terrifying looking. Um, I don't know if you, well, not photos, but the, the depictions of him, he's, he's very, very creepy looking. Yeah, yeah I would agree with that. Um, actually, another, um, well, I was also doing a bit of research, and, and apparently another inspiration of him was actually um, a Shakespearean actor. Um, I can't quite find the name of him at the moment, but he, he was a Shakespearean actor, um, Sir Henry Irving, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Mm. When you say it, it rings a bell. Yeah, I, I, I assume we should that kind of like that suave kind of look to him. But he, he was the first of actor to kind of win a knighthood, so clearly he was very, um, he was very revered at the time. Um, yeah. Sorry, so you you, you could say no, something. no. I was waiting for you. I thought you were going to say a bit more. No, but I, I mean, it, it, I think it's, I find it very interesting hearing these kind of inspirations of the character because I think it, I think it just kind of adds an awful lot to the um, the characterization of the character, and it's nice to kind of see, you know, it, it's a character that's weirdly kind of rooted in reality, which is kind of the scariest bit. Yeah, well, so a lot of the best sort of creations and characters 
are sort of, um, re- as you say, rooted in reality and bait. They've got some sort of reality based on them somewhere, even if it's only, uh, you know, a little bit or it's borrowed or exaggerated upon. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I guess with that, I, I think we kind of agreed off air, but we're going to kind of go about this podcast in a new way. We're going to go through the rating system, aren't we, as we go? Yeah, that's what we're going to try and do anyway. Yeah, so I, I guess kind of going off, you know, we, we talked a bit about the aesthetic. I guess we might as well dive deeper into that. So aesthetic-wise, I mean, he, he's a very, very striking character, isn't he? Yeah, he's, um, I think the most famous look is probably uh, Christopher Lee's look, you know, the, the widow's peak and the, mm. the long cape with the red line in. And um, that's basically sort of how, how you sort of imagine Dracula, Dracula to be. I think when Gary Oldman played him in the early 90s, yeah, yeah, quite a different look. I, I don't know if you've seen that yet. I think you told me last time we talked about Dracula that you've not seen that film. He had more long hair. Mm, he, he was kind of very, very pale. And, um, mm. well, yeah, it, was very, it looks very, very different. And that, that's, um, that was a Francis, Francis, Ford, um, Francis Ford Coppola one, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so I mean, I, I mean, there's so many different kind of looks that they kind of go for. I mean, it's, I, I didn't realize how kind of versatile he is in terms of the style, whether it's the Nosferatu one, um, which you know, obviously in that 1920s film, and then later the, um, the one by um, Frank, um, Werner Herzog, which is a very famous um, German version of it. It's quite cool to see this character getting so many different aesthetical styles. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, with any sort of, you know, film irritations and that, you can use a bit of poetic license, as they say. You don't always have to um, be dead onto the source material. Mm. But, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually looking at the, um, the Francis Ford Coppola Dracula right now, and he, he's very, um, he's very strange looking. <laughs> Um, he, he, it almost looks, it does look a bit like he has a love heart on his head though, which is a bit um, strange. Yeah, it, it is uh, a unique look to say the least. Yeah. But, but yeah, as I say, I think I mean when you talk about Dracula's look, I, I think um, obviously the Christopher Lee look is the is the most famous one and probably the one that will stand the test of time over all others, probably because he's played the character numerous occasions, mm. probably the most famous of the movies, even if they are pretty old by now. Yeah, and there's something kind of very interesting um, about the Christopher Lee vote. Now, I'm, I'm thinking we'll probably, probably get onto it a little bit later. There's a weird kind of sexual element to that kind of character, which hasn't really been, which wasn't really done at the time. It hasn't been, been done since. Um, in terms of the uh, portrayal of Dracula, which is very, it, I mean, it's very interesting. And, and I mean, I'm looking at all the films, and there's a lot of porno versions of um, of Dracula. And I and I mean like mainstream mainstream like vampire films, which I think is very very, it is very interesting to me. 
Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it would be. But uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you, but, always um, have, you always have to go to the filth, don't you? Oh come on, it's a valid point. But yeah, anyway, um, I, I think I'm probably gonna, I'm probably going to go for a ten. I think. Yeah, I would uh, I would agree with that. Just an iconic oh. look. Um, as we're talking, yeah, there's, no, there's always there's always some sort of uh, a law with uh, Dracula and vampires in general. Some, no, there is something sexy about them, isn't there? Yeah, is that is Unless that it's Nostrofafu, and then I, yeah. I, I mean, if, I, you I, up, if you're turned on by that, yeah, you're perhaps a bit strange, or you're Liam. I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, uh, I, I guess on to the next category. Um, so I'm kind of going off the aesthetic. Um, fear factor. Um, well, I mean, we kind of touched on this a little bit. I think it kind of varies from character to character. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the first one, I mean, I, I'm butchering the name. I'm, I'm no better to, to say uh, Nostrafu. Nosferatu. Nosferatu, that's it. Um, <laughs> I, still didn't get it. <laughs> I do apologise. I am terrible with these sort of words. <laughs> which is great for podcasting, as you can tell. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that, that is a very spooky and scary image. But not so much like the Christopher Lee or even the Gary Oldman. You know, um, they're, they're more, to look at them, they're more just like, a suave sort of gentleman, you wouldn't really be scared until you sort of see the the fangs and maybe witness some of their sort of powers that they behold. Mm. I mean, it can apparently change his form into a wolf or a bat. Um, like it's written in, written in a novel that um, he sort of when he's Travelling from Transylvania to England by boat, he kills most of the crew, and the only thing seen leaving the boat is, is a wolf. So it's sort of assumed that he, he can transform himself into a wolf, and bats, and even smoke, and even smoke at times. So, you know, he's, ob- he's obviously depicted as being stronger than the average human as well, and obviously diff- very difficult to kill. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, ironically, you can only kill him with um, garlic and steak, which, I mean, is, is a very, very strange um, way of killing him. But you know, I, I guess whatever works works. Yeah, and it kind of, it kind of, that kind of changes as well. Um, some say you have to both decapitate him and stake him through the heart of a wooden stake. Some, some versions of it want to, you know, one, you know, one or the other. Or yeah, bring other things into the form, like it has to have garlic on it or, or some such. But yeah, no, those sort of things have sort of stood the test of time and then other sort of uh, vampire lore as well. Outside of Dracula, they tend to go with decapitation of wooden stakes and garlic repels them and, and whatnot. Mm. Yeah, it's a very, and also the cross as well. Um... Mm. Which, you know, it's kind of going off this whole idea of you know this being a very unholy creature. Yeah. Um, but it's um, it, it, so I I feel like you kind of moved on to power. Um, if we are going off power, I think I mean he's a very very powerful figure and he's a lot of threat to him. Um, 
And to be honest, I think the fact that uni has three kind of major weaknesses, I, you know, if we're including light in this, um, because I think that's what kills him in the Christopher Lee version, if my memory serves me correctly. Um, he, he's a pretty powerful figure. So I think for power, I'm probably going to go for maybe maybe an I think an eight. I was going to go for a nine, but I, I think I'm going to bottle it and go for an eight. Well, I'd, I'd go for a nine, but I think he is pretty pretty powerful. But I mean, you can't forget he can he can turn you into a vampire as well. Don't forget. That is true. You know what? You you you've swayed me, so I'm going to add one more point. But um, I I don't think it's quite a ten. Um, I think it's also just also just because it, it feels very convenient whenever he gets killed. But um, I think that's just me and me being me. You know, you you, you Carl, you 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 know how I am. I do. Yeah, you're sadly. You're a very strange lad. Yeah, yeah, that's my, my my mother doesn't stop telling me. Um <laughs> but fear factor. Well, yeah, going back to fear, which I sort of sorry, trailed off on a bit. Uh, I would say um an eight or a nine. I don't think it's quite a ten. Um I think I'd be more scared of Darth Vader or a Dalek if it if it came to it, but no. Yeah, it's it's a strange one. Um, There's always that I'm, cool factor that you know you you, you kind of wonder what 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 would it be like to be a vampire? Yeah, exactly. I I think it's um I think the idea of Dracula and you know the idea of a vampire is actually just cooler than Dracula himself. Um, and, and I I think he's I mean he's scary, but you know I I I I find someone like you know. Um, people people were covered on this list. I, f- I found them more terrifying than Dracula. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's sort of simultaneously scary and alluring, which is probably quite a dangerous combination when you think about it. Yeah, I I, I mean, the ladies have told me that um quite a lot. Um, so yeah, I, I think I'm probably going to go for an eight, personally. Okay, well, I'll, I'll go for an eight as well. Oh look at us! We're we're agreeing on something. This is a momentous occasion. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I I think this is um this can be an interesting one. Um, I, I think actually um I think we talked about this before, but complexity of character is a very different one, difficult one to kind of measure. Um, I mean he's you know he is a very animalistic side, um, but he's also a very very suave gentleman at times, and he's he is kind of complex to a certain degree, and there is that kind of weird pseudo-sexual element to him as well. Um, and all vampires in general, I mean, you know, it's not Twilight, but um, it is kind of, yeah, the sexual element to it is very, very strange. Um, you know what, I'm going to be a bit um, out there. I'm actually going to give it um, a nine. There's, there's a weird bit of subtext there, which I think is kind of quite interesting about Dracula. Okay, that's fine. I'd go for an eight. I, I kind of agree. I mean, he's lived for hundreds of years, and uh, yeah, he's got got some. Um, I think there's more to him than you kind of realise. It's you have to have his dirt brought with him to sustain this sort of power, and he 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 obviously forms some sort of relationship with Lucy in the, in the books and some of the films, which is um, Mina's 
friend, Mina, who's um, engaged to Jonathan Harkis, who uh, goes to Transylvania to see um, Dracula, sort uh, mm. out paperwork for his uh, move and house hunting to, to England. And then, yeah, when he comes to England, he takes a fancy to this Lucy and uh, starts sort of drinking her blood, but just sort of, sort of like bit by bit, uh, weakening her and uh, sort of driving her to to madness before I think she drinks some of his blood and she sort of is infected by vampirism. And the only way to sort of cure her is to actually vanquish Dracula himself. Mm. So there is that. I mean, you know, we could just just write, he could have just outright have killed her, but he chooses not to. So I, I think he, I don't know if he's capable of love as such, but um, there's obviously, he is capable of some sort of feelings there, at least lost, if nothing else. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I mean, I think there is more than probably most kind of directors and most people on stage and all that kind of stuff. I, I think it's more than people give him credit for. Um, so yeah, I, I think um, I think I think an eight is completely fair. Um, so um, I think we're on our last category, Carl. It is, this is time has flown by. Um, it really has. Impact on pop culture. Um, this is um, I, I I think we're both in, in in agreement here. I think he's pretty high on this, isn't he? Oh yeah, it's it's, it's a ten all day, yeah. every day. I mean, it's impacted so much in um, pop culture. All the all the sort of vampire films and series um, we have. They they base a lot of the lore from um, the films and novelization of uh, Dracula. As I said, with the wooden stakes and the decapitation, and also you, know, you you can't be in you know you can't enter someone's home without being invited and cross repelling them some use some use all of them or hand pick the ones that suit what they want to do for their tv shows or uh, some sort of uh not change but you know do do, do things a little bit different you know take some of the laws and you know twist them do them a little a little bit differently um so yeah uh, pretty much everything about vampires is kind of based through Dracula in one way or another. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm completely with you. I mean, his impact has been absolutely immense. Um, I, I think I actually told you this last time, but I think he's the second highest um, adaptation of, of a novel um, to film. I think it's over 200 adaptations. Um, well, yeah, which, which isn't surprising. There's also TV series. I think there's one on the BBC not too long ago. It might have been last year. There was like a Dracula series. There's been spoofs and parodies like the Leslie Nielsen vehicle, Dracula dead and loving it. Mm, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, various. <laughs> probably, you know, various films done in different languages that I've not seen or heard of because, uh, you know, for a Spanish audience or, or what have you. So, yeah, I imagine it's been been done many, many times. Yeah, there's been absolutely loads of them. Um, I, I have to say, uh, sadly, there's lots of them which I haven't seen. 
But um, there's many that I'd like to see, and many that I've heard are absolutely brilliant. But um, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's a ten. So, um, Carl, where, where do you think it's ranking at the moment? What, what is your guess? He's gonna, I think he's either gonna be second or or perhaps joint tap. I'm not quite sure it's enough to to beat Vader, but I could be wrong. You see, I'm I'm now I'm like I'm I'm thinking about aesthetic again. I don't know why it's kind of come back to me. I think I might actually add one more on for aesthetic. Um, because the more I kind of think about it, I I, I can't remember what I gave aesthetic. Did I give it a nine? Uh, where are we? Look. Oh, I think I thought we both went for a ten on look actually. But... Did we? Okay, all right. In that case, um, I mean as high as as high as you can go. So um. He's actually seconds. He's one behind Vader on 91. Oh wow! Um, so I mean, he's in he's in a steam company, that's for sure. Definitely. I um, mean, yeah. I mean, Vader has has become one of the most iconic villains, so it was always going to be hard to topple. Yeah, absolutely. But um. I mean, hey, you know, what, 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 welcome to welcome to the big counts. He's um, in count all the way to ninety-one, and that's where he's on our that's where he's on our list. So, um, fair play to him. And Carl, this has been this has been quite a fun one, I think. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's always going to be uh, surprising. It took us so long to get to uh, such an iconic sort of character, not just villain, but character. Yeah, I I think we need to um I I think we need to do kind of a bit few more of these kind of old classic ones. I think it's something that we're kind of, kind of um neglected, but yeah. I, I guess that's the future. Yeah, I mean we just do what we sort of feel like doing at the time, really. But <laughs> there's any <laughs> pressure to do certain characters? No, absolutely not. We 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 are our own boss, so I think we can um. We, 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 we are rogue opinions at the end of the day. Exactly. You, you you can't hold us down. This is our this is our bloody show. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Anti-establishment. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go around down this down this road. I'm going to say something. I'm going to regret. But um, Carl, what what are your plugs, my buddy? Okay. Yeah. Uh, plugs. are oh, you can find me at. Carlos underscore fire 80 on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us on Rogue underscore opinions on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find all our other podcasts, um, our other entries in the Rogue Chronicles, like Norman Bates, Darth Vader, Daleks, um, Weeping Angels from Doctor Who. Um, you can find all those when you look back. You can look at... Uh, look up old episodes of our footballing pod if you want, uh, which is now defunct. Burn to Munich. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure to check out my pods with uh, Reese, where we cover the Mandalorian and maybe even the Bad Batch by now. By the time this comes out, uh, we're definitely going to get round to recording that, even if we haven't. Oh, that sounds quite exciting. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, which be out by now, it could even be a while ago by the time this, this comes out, but the, the Rogue Opinion second year anniversary. So make sure you check that out where we do our annual Rogue Opinions Awards. My God, two years. Who, who, who would have thought it? 
I know, yeah. Um, you know, if you're still listening to us after two years, thank you very much. Um, what have you been doing with your lives? Absolutely, my God. You, you've had to listen to me. Jesus Christ. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm officially like a tenth of these podcasts. So, you know, as a tenth of your life wasted. Well, in terms of this podcast. Anyway, I don't know where I'm fucking yes. going with this. <laughs> but I, I, I'm just going to do my plugs. Um, you can follow my OnlyFans account at Nathan Greenway. And um, yeah, everyone, just be kind to each other. And um, I love you all, my, my, my sweet babies.